taken the lead. A lovely free kick found the head of the Birmingham City captain. It's a dangerous ball, it's a looping header, and it's a goal against the run of play for Birmingham City. Abby Grant. It's a lovely finish into the top corner. Guided in by Lucy Whip. Just gently lofted out of the reach of the keeper. Might be another chance for another goal. Cracking save by Hampton. Welcome everyone to the Greats and 68 podcast, the women's football show that brings you the fans' perspective about all things Birmingham City. Chris is away this week, but should be back next week. I am, however, joined by the dynamic duo themselves, Kaz and Stacey. How are you both? I'm very well, thank you, Craig. How are you? Not too bad. You, Stacey? Yeah, I'm good, thanks, Craig. Glad to hear it. Let's get into it then. Birmingham City travelled to London this weekend to take on the mighty Arsenal. After a goalless first half, the Gunners finally took their chances and ended up 3-0 winners. Arsenal spurned a lot of decent chances in the first half in particular. Vivian Miedemar missed the target on more than one occasion. Kim Little had Arsenal's best chance of the half to score, though, when a penalty was awarded to the home side. Beth Mead goes down so easily under the pressure from Molly Green. She looked to get an arm around the waist of Mead, but it was the slightest of touches, if anything. Penalty saved by Hannah Hampton in the end, down to her left, a shot by Kim Little. Uh, Kaz, what did you think of this one? It, it Obviously, it gives the referee a, de- a decision to make when you put your hands on another player. I thought it was soft. Let's be honest, it wasn't a penalty. I thought she went down extremely easy, especially for a player of um, Beth's calibre. And I think justice was served when Hannah actually saved it. Yeah, she guessed, guessed right and went down and made the good save there. It was one of very um, number of saves she made in the game, Stacey. She had another decent game, Hannah did, making, I think it was 11 saves in the game in total on another day, which it could be more than three now. Oh, Hannah, I think she had a superb game. Let's not forget about that one-on-one we made in the, mar- in the first half as well. Like It was to get herself out and get herself big like that, I think, was phenomenal. Um, I think the scoreline didn't necessarily reflect the game, in my opinion. I don't think the second penalty was a penalty either. I don't know how that has uh, been awarded as a penalty. I think uh, there's a lot to be said about this game's officiating again, which is a shame because I feel like we talk about it constantly with women's football, but I think Hannah was outstanding again, so all credit to her. Yeah, absolutely. We'll come on to those other moments of the game later on. But um, yeah, the first half, they had a lot of they had a lot of the ball. I kept looking, I think I kept looking at the clock every time going, we're five minutes, we've still not conceded. Another five minutes, it just kept going. And I was like, bring on half time now and we managed to get there. Unfortunately, in the second half, things took a turn. Uh, Blues conceded a foul in the Arsenal half. It was never a free kick. Never, never. It was a, um, I think it was uh, Leone Mayer gets the free kick from a foul from Jamie Lee Napier. I didn't think there was enough in this and we were on the attack after that. Claudia Walker was through on goal if the play continued before the referee pulled it back for that one. So it was another one where it could have gone either way. And then credit to Arsenal, they take advantage of us when we're perhaps not really focused as much as we should be. And the ball gets drifted in at the back post and Caitlin Ford heads home. Uh, that was 1-0 to Arsenal then. And obviously... From that point, it's always going to be a bit of an uphill struggle where you've got, uh, you've worked so hard to try and keep it nil-nil for so long, uh, Stacey. And when the, when the first goal goes and you've got to try and push for an equaliser and then they're obviously going to catch you out as the game progresses and you get more tired. Obviously, when you're playing a team of Arsenal's calibre uh, with the players that they can bring on off the bench, it's 
as you say, you go one nil down, and you do expect them to go on the hunt for another goal, especially when you're having to go and try and find the equaliser from somewhere. Uh, let's take nothing away from Jill Rod. That that goal of hers was it was just pure class. Caitlin Ford, we're talking about the first one. No, uh, the first one. Sorry, yeah. Again, it was never a free kick. As you said, I think we were a bit distracted. I think Jamie was still trying to argue with the ref as they took the quick free kick, which, again, it's dubious. But yeah. To be fair, it's easy to get them mixed up because Ford and Rod scored both in this game. Yeah, so we'll, we'll come on. We'll, we'll come on to them both then. Anyway, I think um, friend of the show, Rich Laverty, put on the on Twitter. Uh, Ford and Rod were both on the board for this one, so it's a nice bit of alliteration for a, a Sunday afternoon. Yeah. And then he tweeted something about George. Yeah, it's a shame George didn't take the penalty. Yeah, <laughs> credit to him. Arsenal made it two 0 with a nice um, bit of pa- uh, short passing action on the edge of the box, which um, I think it was Kim Little laid it off for Jill Rod, which Stacey you mentioned was a really good goal. She kind of scoops it into the top corner out of the reach of Hannah Hampton. Uh, Kaz, what did you make of this goal? I thought it was a really, really good strike, and it obviously just shows their quality on the edge of the box when they get a chance. Do you know what? I actually applauded that goal sat on my sofa. I thought it was absolutely a fantastic uh, goal from her standards. I don't think there was a lot like Hannah could have done. She got it like, as Jimmy Bullard would say on a Saturday morning on Soccer AM, it was top bins. It was absolutely a a really good strike from the uh, Dutch international who's obviously had a great start to her Arsenal career. Arsenal then late on got a third goal. Kim Little had a second bite at the cherry from the penalty spot. This was given a handball against Rachel Causey and she clearly wasn't impressed at the decision at all, the Scottish captain. She turns her body to the right and from second viewing, I looked back on this on the replay, I thought it hit the chest or at the worst upper shoulder. It seemed a bit harsh, um, Stacey, to say the least. And obviously Kim Little uh, sends it past Hannah despite her going the right way. Well, I don't think the first was a penalty and this was, it was definitely not a penalty. I'm, I'm 100% convinced that hit her, like, like you said, top of the chest shoulder area try not to mention it again but the officiating was horrendous like how that is given as a handball is beyond me Kim obviously stepped up buried it opposite corner to the first one she took so can't take anything away from her but yeah it was never a penalty no there's a there's a definitely a couple dubious decisions today and despite our best efforts we managed to not um overcome them uh, overall, Blues did well, I thought, though. We rode our look at times against one of the top sides in the league. Miedemar going close on m- multiple occasions, but this is four games that now, she's now played the Blues and she hasn't scored. So it's, it's obviously we're doing enough to keep Miedemar quiet, which it, a lot of teams cannot say that. Last-ditch challenges from Harriet Scott and Destiny Toussaint in particular show the determination and resilience in this side, I thought. Never giving up until the final whistle, every single player on that pitch. Claudia Walker held the ball up well in the first half, I thought, winning fouls to really relieve the pressure on us. She didn't get that many chances of note, but she really worked hard up top on her own in a game against one of the best teams in the league, as we said. I thought the team worked hard from back to front and to keep the score at 0-0 for so long. Kaz, overall, what are your thoughts on this game? It's obviously we didn't expect to get anything from it, but we put in a good, another good performance against one of the top teams. Yeah, I thought we played really well. Like me and Stace had the discussion before beforehand, as long as we kept it, like the level that the score leveled down it was an achievement like Bristol conceded three goals and look where they are there's not many teams this season I think there's only one game this season they haven't scored in and I think that was against Manchester United so I thought overall every single one of them players that came up to this pitch today 
did us absolutely proud. And just one mention as well, Gemma Lawley, absolutely outstanding for her age to come on against these world-class players and to just boss the back. She was absolutely outstanding. Coming in for Harriet Scott when she was on the verge of getting a red card, I'll say, because she kept getting more and more fouls after getting the first yellow card. So it's probably best that she went off and yeah. it just shows the confidence that Carla has in Gemma to bring her on in that position, in that situation, as you say, to come up against Arsenal. So credit to her. Uh, following the game, manager Carla Ward was vocal about some of the refereeing decisions in this one that we've highlighted. Speaking to Emma Saunders of the BBC, she said... The fourth official said to me, which is brilliant, by the way, I asked them whether my players had to go down. There are a couple where it looked like they had to go down. The fourth official said to me, did you watch match of the day last night? Sadly, you have to go down to get something. I said, listen, I'm not going in there and telling my players to go down. I asked very clearly at halftime, do I have to ask my players to go down to get anything here today? Because that's not how I like things. She, um, implying the referee, said she takes it on board. Did she? Probably not. Is it a second penalty? No. I asked Rachel Corsi. She is one of the most honest players in the game. And she said it hit her on the chest. It is what it is. Arsenal are an exceptional team with an unbelievable ability. But we played against more than 11 today for sure. Now, Kaz, is she going to get fined for this? Or is she going to get plausible deniability that she says maybe the, the 12th person was the, the fans in the crowd as opposed to the officials in, the, in, in, this, in this comments after the game? Well, if she does, I think every Birmingham City fan needs to chip in and pay a fine for her because she's not wrong, is she? Like, the referee was horrendous. The fourth officials were horrendous. Like Stacey said earlier, we talk about them constantly. And it always seems when we play a big side, we never get the decisions. But I'm not going to lie, I was a bit jealous of the Arsenal fans being able to go today. I'm, I'm, I'm so jealous of any fan being able to go into a football ground lately. It was fantastic to see fans being in the ground. As you say, the fans back in the crowd. When I, when I saw the picture of, um, I think, uh, I think Samantha Miller posted it, the picture of Maria, the f- the famous Arsenal fan. I, I, yeah. I was so oh. happy to see her being out, out and about. And it, oh. it's just, if, if you've got a heart of stone, if you don't like that woman and you've met her, she's, she's so nice. But yeah, it's, not, it's nice to see fans back and hopefully it's, it's the same for all across the country going into the new year. Can I just point out as well, how did no one react to the lunch thing being on fire in the background? I, I, I noticed it, but I didn't want to point it out because I didn't know if it was, <laughs> it was meant Everyone to. was just like so chill about it. I'm like, that's, Cass, that's on fire. Like, luckily, I was like, this is horrendous. <laughs> Why is no one paying attention to this billowing smoke? The only reason I thought it wasn't on fire is because no one was reacting around it. And they were just like, yeah. it's fine. <laughs> um, another one final comment that Carla made, uh, this was on her social media. She said, can't and won't fault my players today. Every single one of them left absolutely everything out there, as always. Credit to Joe Montemoro, beaten by an unbelievably good side today. Hashtag we go again. I think that sums it up. We gave everything we could today. The decisions might not have gone our way, but we did what we could do, at least. At least what we can control, we did as well as we could have done. Um, the defeat means that Blues fall out of the top six with Reading leapfrogging us with their draw against Bristol City earlier in the day. Well, same afternoon, I should say. We shall take a short break and we shall return in part two to discuss our upcoming games against Leicester City and Everton. Welcome back to Great Sync 68. I'm here with Kaz and Stacey. Now, Wednesday afternoon, we play our rescheduled game against Leicester City in the Conti Cup. Winner takes all situation with a place in the quarterfinals at stake. 
Jonathan Morgan's side are on a good run of form and sit top of the women's championship table with six wins in nine matches. They've brought in a lot of experienced players of WSL quality in the summer, Remy Allen, for example, to build on their previous season in which they signed the best young players around, including Liverpool development captain Annabelle Blanchard. What have you made of their business this year, Kaz? Oh, it's been absolutely fantastic. Like, you just go look at, like, top to bottom. Goalkeeper, fantastic goalkeeper. You've got the likes of Tash Flint. I wouldn't say ex-England player. Sorry, I'll rephrase that. Young England player. Um, you look at the midfield of Remy. Obviously, we know what Remy's like. I think if they don't come up um, this season, I think questions probably will be asked on why with the, t- the talent they've got. But yeah, I think it's going to be an extremely hard game on Wednesday. And like I keep saying, I'm really not bothered about the Conti Cup. I'd rather these, if we could get 11 academy players playing, I'd rather the academy players play because I'm more worried about the league than I am epoxy cup. A lot of people have tipped Liverpool to go straight back up, Stacey, but Le- uh, Leicester are proving that they're re- the real deal this season so far. To be fair, we can't count at uh, Durham either, can we? Absolutely, um, yep. You mean, like, like we said, uh, Liverpool, we know the resources they've got. They kept hold of a fair few players, uh, likes of Melissa Lawley and whatnot. So, again, like you said, they should have been tipped. But as Kaz said, Leicester recruited well. Um, then you've got little old Durham who have sneaking up behind the pack and giving the two that are probably the most likely at the beginning to have been the top two. I thought by this point them two would have been pulling away from the pack uh, and they're not. So it's for me, it's credit to Durham. As you said, we we, sh- we expect Liverpool and Leicester to be, be performing well in the league, but brand new recruitment, as much as that doesn't help uh, teams that jail quick enough, Etc. Etc. So we'll we'll see we'll see. But as Cass said, I do think it's going to be a hard game Wednesday. Yeah, I think I'd I'd agree with both of you. I don't think it's going to be an easy game at all. And the the fact that Leicester's uh, the fact that we're not playing at Leicester's ground probably helps a bit given the unpredictable surface that they have at Quorn. But it'll be a real test for the team nonetheless, especially after ninety minutes against Arsenal on Sunday. Does this game go to penalties, Kaz? We would need to win on penalties to ensure we made it through to the last eight of the competition, if that's the case. The teams have already made it through are Aston Villa, Durham, Chelsea, Man City, West Ham United and Bristol City. Uh, The final place is likely to be between us and Crystal Palace. Everton have an outside chance, but they would need to beat Manchester United by five goals. And at the moment, that doesn't seem like very likely at all. But Kaz, uh, penalties, do you think that's going to happen on Wednesday or do you think we're going to get it done in 90 minutes? I'm hoping we get it done in 90 minutes because obviously, oh, there's no extra time, is there either? So, yeah, it'd, it'd be nice to be, get it done in the 90 minutes. But if we've got a win on penalties, then we, we would take that. But personally, I'd like the little littler clubs to go through. It's not oh. like you're getting into Europe or anything. Do you know what I mean? So, for me, I'd prefer a Durham or a Leicester or even a Crystal Palace to win it yeah um former former blues player um coral haynes plays at crystal palace now so it'd be nice for her to, if they got yeah, free. Ex- exactly do you, know, do you know what i mean and it'd be it'd be nice for little old durham or uh, like you know win summit so give the little club summit to cheer about having said that don't lose on wednesday <laughs> in essence mm. a win is the best option but a penalty win would guarantee us a place in the next round as well finally next weekend we play everton having lost to them already in the fa cup semi-final earlier this year we face an Everton side that are struck by injuries, including Valerie Govan, who's out for a while, and the likes of Claire Emsley is also doubtful. 
We were dead on our feet the last time we played them. Stacey, do you expect to close the game next week? I'm not sure. Can Georgia play? <laughs> Good question. I don't, I, I'm assuming not if she didn't play in the cup game, but then I, I don't know. But did she not play in the cup game because it was an FA Cup semi-final? We'll find out. <laughs> okay, so dependent on whether Georgia can play, I think uh, if we can keep the back four solid, we'll give them a better game. I think we've settled more as a team. We've progressed a hell of a lot since we played them back then. If Georgia's not in the team, I'm hoping that I'm hoping she is obviously because I think she's a fantastic player and I think she's done brilliant for us this season. I do believe Gemma can step up if need be, but I've thought Harriet hobbled off the pitch a little bit today. And I'm a little bit concerned that if Harriet is injured and Georgia isn't playing, then we will be a little bit threadbare at the back. And I'd be slightly concerned, obviously, Everton losing today as well. They're going to want to be coming out at the weekend with the win. And obviously, we're going to have played at least... 90 minutes in between the games as well. So it's going to be a very difficult game against Everton. I think very difficult. Who should we be looking out for in this Everton side, Kaz? Obviously, they've got the likes of Lucy Graham, who came from Bristol City, a very good midfielder, who's their captain. But who who's the ones to look out for next week? I've definitely got to say, I think Izzy. I think Izzy's been absolutely fantastic since coming, from, uh, coming back to England. I think she's very, very much underrated, especially on the England front at the minute. Um but yeah, I'd have Izzy back at Blues, so I've definitely got to say Izzy for for one. Prediction time. Let's get into our favourite time of the week, predictions. Uh, this is a recap of what la- last time we did the predictions for the Leicester game. We're going to keep the same predictions there because it's been so long since the game was actually due to take place, if you can remember. Um, Kaz went for a 2-1 win to Blues with Emma Kelly scoring. I went with a 1-0 win with Bex Holloway scoring. Stacey went with a 1-0 win with Claudia Walker scoring. And Chris went for a 3-0 win to Blues with Harriet Scott scoring. So hopefully she's not injured for his sake because he's at the bottom of the table at the moment because this is how the scores are so far. Chris is on 8 points. Stacey is on 9 points. I'm on 11 points. And Kaz is in the lead with 14 points. Now on to the Everton game. Chris has given me his score prediction. He's gone for a 1-1 draw. With Molly Green scoring, what about you, Kaz? See, I don't want to be—I don't want to be negative, but I think we might actually just get beat. I'm going to go two-one Everton. I'm sorry if any players are listening to this. By the way, I'm going to go Christy Murray. Christy Murray, no problem. How about you, Stacey? Do you know what? I'm going to stick with the old faithful, and I'm going to say we're going to win one-nil, and I'm going to say Claudia. Because she needs the points. Yeah. If it works out, you never know. Why not? Indeed. Stacey, you got points. To, you got points to pick up on the rest of us. So you might as well go for it. Go for the go for the reliable. Can, can you imagine? I'd never hear the end of it if Kaz beats me. So I've got to like throw my hat out there, and I. Long way to go, yes. Um, and I'm going to go for a nil-nil draw. Hopefully, it's not a boring one, but I think it's going to be a nil-nil draw. That's all for this week's show. Thanks to Kaz and Stacey for joining me. I always forget to say, but if you don't mind dropping us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, it would be appreciated. It helps people find the show. Feel free to say whatever you like in the review in, in itself, as long as it's five stars. You can also follow the show on Twitter and Facebook at since 68 And as always, remember to keep right on. <laughs>